Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In Texas, a woman is awarded $1.2 billion after she became a victim of revenge porn. In Georgia, a family discovers the hitchhiker they gave a ride to was wanted for gruesome murder. And a Virginia couple is accused of beating a man to death with a frying pan. These stories and more coming at you today on Real Life Real Crime Daily. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Bayou Brandy. Yes, you are. Brandy in the house. Back again. Back again. Hey, happy Monday. Monday, Monday, fun day, right? Best week ever starts now. That's right. right? Best week ever. Hashtag. Hashtag. Best week ever. And Aggo's still on suspension. So, Brandy, thank you for filling in. Um, Aggo's posted a lot of really offensive stuff on Facebook. (laughs) So, he might be on suspension again. And you don't have Facebook. So, you're you're safe, Brandy. I don't, but I'm available to fill in. (laughs) Well, there you go. That's love. That's right. And we thank you for coming in from Slidell, Louisiana. Let's get down to some crime time. Well, the first thing we're going to talk about, guys and gals, is Maui. And, you know, those people have really been going through a hard time. It's horrible. And you might say, well, what does that have to do with crime? Well, they're using cadaver dogs to obviously find these Maui victims, the training that these dogs go through, which is just unbelievable. There's a year of... Tense training to discern the difference between like human and animal remains. Right. So it's not just as simple as as knowing there are remains somewhere. They can tell the difference. Right. Uh, it's a must for these specialized search dogs deployed in the treacherous conditions on Maui following last week's deadly wildfires. Right. Dogs also must be born with a particular personality for the job to find the remains of the missing and help bring closure to these families. The wildfires that ravaged Maui last week have killed at least 101 people as of this recording, uh, and it's making it one of the deadliest U.S. fires in over a century. And they said it's like still 1,300 missing, right? Yeah. The FEMA, as a matter of fact, the Federal Emergency Management Agency's urban search rescue teams have 20 dogs, 20 of these cadaver dogs on the ground, uh, supporting state and local officials combing through the ashes. Uh, Because of the conditions and the fire debris, the dogs have to navigate the heat. They have to deal with issues with their paws walking through glass and debris. And in these conditions, the dogs require frequent rest, which is why they are sending in additional dogs uh, to help with that operation. 
Uh, each cadaver dog can search the burned down footprints of up to a couple dozen homes each day. So basically, each of those dogs, they can do, say, 20, 24 homes. And I think in that area, there, there were 1,300 homes that are totally gone. Yeah. And people forget that this right. is smoldering this is, ground these right. dogs are walking right. on. It's, you know, it's not. It's not normal conditions. The dogs that will work these fire scenes are trained to detect burnt flesh and can distinguish human remains of those from pets and animals, as we said. Uh, The dogs are also now being trained to not enter the footprint of a burned-down house at all, but to signal the handlers that they have hit upon remains without approaching them. How about that? That's How smart are those dogs? Smarter than me. uh, We we see them on the river. uh, Um drowning victims that were underneath the water and that dogs we ride back and forth on the boat and it was dragging for them and they could pinpoint like 50 60 feet down and this sometimes they say up to, uh, you know, they can find bones or whatever from like a thousand years ago it's just unbelievable yeah, yeah the way they can differentiate is phenomenal to but, me as soon as, as soon as you die the, your body gets starts to give off that certain odor they're trained for yeah and uh, flesh yeah, and uh, you know the training that these dogs are at, have actually been going through. They really learned with the horrible California wildfires right. over the years. Uh, there was a, as a matter of fact, a California campfire in which eighty six people were killed in Paradise, California. Paradise, California, that's right, electrical. Yeah, so it used to be that people would just go in and they would look and they would rake and they would shovel and it would make the job of the forensic anthropologist uh, more difficult. So they would just go in there. There would be no dogs. So they would just kind of rake around coals and stuff and see if they could find anybody. Uh, You ended up with remains that were more uh, difficult to identify. And where you had multiple individuals together, those bones would get basically compiled making the job of investigators more difficult right. so the these cadaver dogs uh are really amazing and i wanted to highlight them kind of as the first story it's yeah, cool uh the, just unbelievable what they're doing in little, maui little caitlin adele's case um when i interviewed screwdriver red the first time the washing machine and the driver going his wife was outside and i could see down the hallway in the covers were off the bed and, mm-hmm. I, and it's a small trailer and I can hear boom, 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 boom right there. And I said, I said, you wash the clothes? And he said, oh yeah, I wash clothes every day. When one of the detectives came in, I pulled him aside and said, go ask the wife, does he ever do the laundry? And he came back and said, he's never done laundry in his life. Mm-hmm. And what it was, he had taken the, the, um, clo- the bedding off. He killed her in that bedroom and, and put it in there. Now her body wasn't there. I got brought in Texas Necro search uh, like two days later that dog went in the trailer and it, it, it immediately alerted to the washing machine and the dryer wow. decomposing flesh so unbelievable it, that's phenomenal reminds heroes. me of the 9-11 dogs too yeah 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 it's, absolutely it's, it's a yes. very special thing uh I, i've never had a, a good instance where i had to call them out right but they're heroes total you know, heroes so. yeah, yes for sure all right so look Good story there, Jimmy. Uh, let me take you out to Texas, the home of the original home of Bayou underscore Brandy. Yeah. I, I don't think she was involved in any of this. So a victim <laughs> of know. a maybe That's not right. a victim of so called <laughs> revenge porn Ooh, in I'm Texas not. has been has been right has been awarded one point two billion dollars. Hey, I'm right? back in. 
after her ex-boyfriend shared visually intimate material of her online and in emails to her family, friends, and colleagues after they broke up. Right? So the, the woman's ex's name's Marquise Jamal Jackson put the images on multiple social media sites and publicly accessible Dropbox folder and on an impersonation page of a porn website. He also told her she would spend the rest of your life trying to and failing to wipe yourself off the Internet. Mm. After 30 minutes of deliberation on August 9th, the jury in Harris County, that's Houston, y'all, uh, unanimously voted to award the woman the funds. A judge will issue the final judgment, et cetera. Um, well, I'm pretty sure this dude doesn't have That's 1.2 what I was billion. Say. How will she collect? So, exactly. So let's get into that. Jackson will now have to pay the woman one billion in punitive damages and two hundred million in actual damages referring to the mental anguish she has suffered in in the past and will suffer in the future. Jacob Schiffer, uh, one of the woman's lawyers, said the case was a deterrence case, not a money case. Mm. Adding that the lawyers learned early on that the defendant did not have any assets. Imagine that. Loser, mm. loser. Texas is one of 48 states plus D.C., Puerto Rico, and Guam that have laws against non-consensual pornography. Um, the Texas law is known as the Relationship Privacy Act forbids the unlawful disclosure or promotion of intimate visual material and imposes both civil and criminal penalties. In one, and check this out, one in eight Americans who use social media, and now we've got... Social media influences in this yeah, room, y'all. Yeah. And uh, one yeah. in eight of Americans who use social media have been targeted by non-consensual pornography. Women were about 1.7 times as uh, likely to be the targets compared to men. I'd like to say I've been a target many times. Uh, <laughs> and now, I want my 1.2 billion, hey, and you know who they you had, are. They had no, a I'm real deal. Uh, they had a website deal where um, it was something – my ex-girlfriend or something like that. And it was all revenge porn. And so people were going sick. So you, you know, what you do behind closed doors, you're in business. You want to be recorded. I get it. Yeah. But also don't forget some of those are hidden cameras. It doesn't mean, because I think a lot of people would say, well, that's why you, that was my first gut reaction is like, well, just don't ever record it in the first place. Yeah. But a lot of times it's hidden camera. They do. And and, so for, people like to watch it later. I hate to use the word deviant, sexual deviant, but as, as important, the study show for, um, almost as important for a sexual deviant to commit the act is for, them to record it in some way so but anyway this came about um like 10 years ago because these sites and people you know people like to film themselves having sex we all got here because two people screwed but the the not everybody filmed it though but when they break up they're like "Mm, did you delete that yeah remember that video uh after we went out in new orleans then you're on the internet and they took down those uh websites yeah well there you have it then you got to make sure that the person wasn't 17. Because yeah, then you get yeah, into a whole nother, whole, yep. whole nother shit show. you got these high right. school kids who are sending out pics shit, that were sent to them, and now they're distributing child pornography. I am so glad that we only had the Polaroid cameras back in the day, and they were really expensive Yeah, right, in my day. Holy shit, I'd have been in trouble. Oh, I would have been screwed. I'd have been in so much trouble. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, they could follow you around now and everything. That 360, 360 and me. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know what that is. Man, if my parents did that, who? I'm learning me some TikTok there, y'all. Sneaking out all the time. <laughs> Buy you on the school, Brandon. Yeah. All right. That's right. Good story. What Woody. you got? This Brandy. one's from Alabama. 
Alabama. Alabama. An Alabama, Alabama woman suffers severe burns after her husband allegedly poured flammable liquid on her and set her on fire. That is oh. the worst. Wow. Period. Yeah. So, an Alabama mm. woman is recovering from severe burns across her body after police allege that she was intentionally set on fire by her husband while she was asleep. Yeah. That's even worse. Riley Willis III is being held without bond and faces felony charges for domestic violence and arson. There you go. His wife, Anna Wilson, was placed in a medically induced coma for four days at UAB Hospital in Birmingham. She was taken out of the coma this past Saturday, but remains medically sedated. Right. That's because she's in that much pain. Yeah. So they lived in an apartment complex. That was one thing that stuck out to me about this story is Mm. that he also put everyone else in the complex in danger. It wasn't an isolated single family home. So I'm pretty pretty sure he wasn't worried about anybody else. He's worried about burning his whole idea. Medics responded to an emergency call at the family apartment. They arrived on scene and began providing aid. She was soon transported to UAB hospital where she has third degree burns across more than 50% of her body. She woke up, she ran outside of the apartment complex and her son who was 21 years old was thankfully at a neighbor's house in the same complex and he was able to um, help her, put her out. Her yeah. Stop, drop and roll. Right? So come to find out because y'all know I got on TikTok and got the rest of the story. Uh, yeah. You know where that's when the yep. real news comes from. So in the comment sections, you piece together what happened. So he set her on fire and then he snuck out of a window because oh. he thought he wouldn't be able to be caught. They did end up finding him yeah. in another apartment uh, in the same complex. But what I found interesting was that they I found their Instagram. Yeah. They just got married eight months ago. Wow. Oh, wow. But yeah. you don't start with just lighting someone on nah, fire and domestic nah, violence. Nah. And this I, has been building to this, I'm sure. Did he give a reason? Um, he hasn't. He yeah, denied, he hasn't said yeah. anything so far. I couldn't find anything, but her kids are standing by her. Her kids are saying, you know, they're going to get her out of this relationship um, once she makes it out of this, and yeah. they are advocating for if. You know, I'm I'll, pretty if, sure she better not go back to that dude, right? I, I, that's, let me one tell of you the worst ways I it can is imagine. The, uh, all the crimes I worked, all the murders. Uh, it's a TikTok word, y'all. The uh, murders that I've worked, the ones that are burnt to death intentionally, that's the worst. That's you know, I, I'd I'd rather see that dude throw gasoline on me and light me on fire than wake up on fire. Yeah, yeah that's or, the thing. Or, she was so vulnerable. She was shit. sleeping. Yeah. And this is the person you're supposed to trust more than anyone. Eight this is months your married. Yeah. Right. And she was so beautiful in her wedding photos. And yeah. the family has put up a GoFundMe and they have a picture of her yeah. in the burn unit and she looks unrecognizable and 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 murder by you for that asshole the world has become a smaller place and people are traveling more freely between countries than ever before and companies are doing more business outside of their home countries than ever before the geniuses at rosetta stone saw this trend beginning to develop years ago and have dedicated decades toward researching and refining the best and most efficient way to teach someone a new language Rosetta Stone has been one of our most loyal sponsors here at Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show, and that's because many of you out there have trusted Rosetta Stone to prepare you for everything from a family reunion to a once-in-a-lifetime trip to a business trip in a faraway country. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program in the galaxy. Rosetta Stone's been there for us with a great product at a great price. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert in language learning for 30 years with millions of users. 
Rosetta Stone's intuitive process helps you pick up a new language naturally so you retain what you learn, and their true accent speech recognition feature is like having a personal trainer. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Au revoir. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yeah, just hopefully he gets some inmate justice. Right? Yes. All right. So, question for either one of y'all: Have you, have either one of y'all ever picked up a hitchhiker? Yes, I have. Absolutely not. You oh, know better. I, what are you doing? Easter Sunday, nineteen ninety-one. I was driving back to Lafayette. I saw the dude at the foot of the Mississippi River Bridge. He had on his Cajun Reeboks, right? Mm-hmm. His shrimp boots <laughs> and in my mom. I was so poor back then. I, I took some. Um, my mama's potatoes that she made for me. And I was like, damn, it's Easter Sunday. And that dude's going to have to walk all the way up the bridge. So I pulled over and he got in. And as soon as he got in, that dude stunk so bad. What did he, you expect? Listen, I don't know, but he was in, he was in Key West, Florida on a shrimp boat. And they went into town for the night and he got drunk and he missed the boat. And he had hitched like all the way from Key West, Florida. Look, but the I get, he said, man, I'm hungry. And I gave him the potatoes, got on the other side of the bridge. I said, this is my exit. <laughs> Got off and let him out. He stunk so bad. But, have you picked uh, up a hitchhiker since then? No, I have not. Okay. And then I was like 32 years ago, something like that. And you still remember the exact day? Hell yeah, I remember. You're like, it, it was a good. Because hey, then I went to a bar, and this is true. I did it on, uh, I went to a bar where my buddy bartended, and a dude that was inside the bar went to a bar later that evening and killed two people. Hmm. Crime time before it was crime time. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's all right. Let me tell you why I ask y'all that question. A father and a son in a small town in Georgia. Georgia. In a small town in Georgia. Sounds like a song. On Friday, picked up a hitchhiker. After they dropped him off, the father, Russell Jimerson, learned police were searching for the man because he was accused of murder. Wow. A phone call from a friend and an awful smell emitting from the hitchhiker's backpack eventually led him to believe the hitchhiker was Keegan Phillips, a North Carolina man who has since been charged with that murder. Jimerson said he was on his way to pick up his paycheck in Georgia when he saw a man with a backpack hitchhiking. The town is located just outside of Gainesville. He just stuck his hand out, and I mean very quickly, and I told my son, let's go get him. I help everybody. He had been up all night walking from Rayburn County. After dropping the hitchhiker off along another county, Jimerson got a call from his friend. 
You won't believe what happened. A guy in Rayburn County murdered someone last night and has their head. Oh, yeah. Now we're getting to the good stuff. Jimerson said his friend said when he called, that's when Jimerson thought of the smell coming right. from the backpack. You never forget that smell. I said, man, you won't believe what I'm fixing to tell you. But there's a smell in this car. It's awful, he said. Jimerson's friend thought he was joking and possible about having possibly picked up Phillips. And then my buddy said, is this a joke? Did you pick up a hitchhiker? Jimerson recalled that friend saying, and I said, no, I really did pick up a hitchhiker. Several hours after Jimerson dropped the hitchhiker off, police took Phillips into custody after an hours long manhunt. The sheriff's office was contacted on August 6th about a possible homicide. Additionally, the sheriff's office received reports that a woman was missing and Ledford was last seen with her weeks prior. Deputies on Sunday discovered a possible crime scene in what appeared to have been a shallow grave which prompted the Georgia Bureau of Investigation to join in on the investigation. In early Monday morning, uh, they learned a body had been disposed of in the Chattahoochee National Forest, and investigators requested the assistance of a cadaver dog. On Monday afternoon, investigators executed a search warrant in Georgia, and it was confirmed by canine that human remains had been in what appeared to be a shallow grave. While the search warrant was being conducted, personnel from both agencies responded to the Chattahoochee National Forest where K-9 located the deceased human body that could not be identified properly at the time. Because they didn't have a head. (laughs) That's right. And so on Tuesday morning, investigators with the FBI and other law enforcement agencies were preparing to arrest Phillips when they learned he was at a residence and was being held at gunpoint by the owner. Just prior to arrival at the residence, Phillips fled into the woods at the same time that they were chasing for Phillips in the woods is when these people picked him up. It, it, he's carrying the side it, of the road. And he had held a gunpoint. He had a head on him the whole in time in the backpack. Yeah. This is why we don't pick up hitchhikers kids. Thank yes, you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Bayou Brady. Yes. That's uh, very correct. Very interesting. So what the moral of the do? story is don't pick up yeah, hitchhikers. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't do it nowadays, I can assure you. Yeah. yeah so I crazy story, decided. though. It is crazy. Carrying the head. Yeah. I follow his sister on TikTok. What? So you knew this story already? Yep. I made a video about it recently. So, oh. Keegan, what I think is phenomenal about the sister, we forget that crimes have a domino effect, right? And right. families are victims, too. Right. She's so young, or appears to be so young, I don't know, but she originally got on and said, there's no way my brother did this when she first heard the news. Yeah. But she has now taken accountability and retracted, and she's being really brave. She says it's part of her grieving process. So she's talking about him and their childhood and the adversities that they faced and um, is being extremely apologetic to the family. Right. And, you know, it's pretty beautiful, I think. Angola, um, almost everybody in in Angola has somebody that loves them too. Right. And so not only, but the victims of the crime, this dude is missing his head. He's never going to get to have a chance to get on TikTok. Right. Right. And yeah. then, uh, but uh, it's shitty for everybody. Yeah. So yeah. she says he was uh, under the influence of PCP and meth, which does oh, not give him yeah, a pass by no, any means. But no. there's also another gentleman that's been arrested in connection with this. I cannot remember really? what his name is, but um, he's a 61 year old gentleman. It's like a drug deal gone bad or something. Well, he allegedly, again, from the comment section right. on TikTok, he has a reputation of like kind of exploiting drug users yeah. in that area. He makes them do manual labor. Yeah. He, makes them do illegal things. Right. And he has been arrested for 
mishandling of a corpse or something. They think yeah. he might be the one that put her in the shallow grave. Oh. But Keegan is the one that had her head in the backpack. Yeah. Yep. Her name was Angie. Angie Leland. So she was a, it was a female victim? Yes. Wow. There you go. Straight from TikTok. Y'all go follow by you underscore Brandy and Real Life Real Crime on TikTok. Um, and don't pick up hitchhikers. Don't pick up don't hitchhikers. Pick up. Yeah. And let me tell you Especially something else. Backpacks. Y'all, Bayou Brandy used to be a 911 dispatcher. And and this story, a 911 call quickly turned into a confession for a Virginia couple, James and Christy Lynch. Norfolk police officer responded to an EMS call about someone hurt inside a townhome. Detectives said when they arrived at the townhome, they found 45-year-old Jose Moreno dead at the bottom of the staircase. They also found he had several deep lacerations on his head, bruises on his face, and contusions on his neck. James and Christy Lynch admitted to killing him. They told detectives they had an argument inside the home that turned physical, and both James and Christy said they hit Moreno with a frying pan and then proceeded to beat him on the head and knees with a baseball bat. Right, because the frying pan wanted to know. It's unclear what the couple and Marina started fighting over or how they knew each other. Officers charged the couple with second degree murder. Um, James Lynch has a list of previous offenses, um, including assault, and they're, you know, they're in jail without bond. Beach down as a with a frying pan. Beat down that sounds so frying ham. Where I get that? threatened to get hit with a frying pan all the time. Should I? Said the, the, the head of that, yeah, right. The <laughs> head of it says uh, Virginia couple accused of beating Virginia. a man to death with frying pan and tying him with a dog leash. Uh, the dog leash didn't make it in the story. Also, mm. interesting. The uh, what better been a black iron skillet? Yeah, and it, it, you know, it just blew my mind that of all the weapons you could choose a frying pan. So it makes me think there was a big they, argument. It just broke out. They Maybe someone's there. cooking some eggs and it's like, Oh really? Yeah. Schmack. So you, we don't use, you're not going to the nudist colony. Right, right, right. <laughs> we don't use bullshit frying pans. We use cast iron skillets. Yeah. Uh, where I come from. Yeah. <laughs> cast iron. But don't God. ruin them. They got to be usable. You got to be able to save it after that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to, you got to season the black, the black they get in the season. Right? That's true. It so, just cooks right. in as flavor at right, that point. Right. So we're going to teach you about that. Because we know you're a Texas girl, but it's Louisiana yeah. girl now. Texas, a lady. I have acquired quite the Magnolite collection, but I have what? not ventured into black. The cast iron, what? cast iron. Yeah. It intimidates oh, yeah. me. I'm a, I'm a, the oiling and the seasoning. I'm gonna gift you one. I'm gonna yep. gift you one. Okay. And then uh, uh, it's really the easiest thing. It's much easier than cleaning regular stuff. Okay. okay. We'll see. After I'll screw it up. It. We'll after, see. After you see. It. All right. <laughs> So I feel like this one hits close to home. All right. We got a law enforcement story. Here we go. An off-duty Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputy was shot dead by police on a golf course. So an off-duty Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputy was shot and killed Tuesday by authorities on a golf course following an alleged domestic violence incident. The police were called to a home after a neighbor reported that a man inside was talking or arguing with someone and shots had been fired at the walls. The suspected shooter, Alejandro Diaz, 45, left the home with two guns when officers arrived and ran to the Sierra Lakes golf club nearby. He started shooting, shooting up everything, scaring the golfers, shooting at police. It was bad, said a witness. Mm-hmm. Officers confronted Diaz, who was an off-duty deputy, and he was shot. He was taken to a hospital where he later died. The autopsy is pending, um, and they want to make sure that it's 
clarified that none of the Fontana police officers were injured. Crazy, right? So I looked this story up online too. Mm -hmm. You mean on TikTok? On TikTok, yes. Um, What makes me, I'm not dismissing his behavior by any means, but what makes me sad is that this was during the day, Mm -hmm. which doesn't usually fall in line with an alcohol-related incident or a typical late-night domestic violence incident. Um, and some of the neighbors had come out and said that they feel like he'd been going through a mental health crisis for quite some time. Yeah, sure. And I think you would be better to speak on this, but I have never been an officer, but I have been a dispatcher. Right. Um, I do think there's like a subculture of shame attached to mental health in oh, absolutely and like they, a uniformed position. Yeah. And not only uniform at all levels, right. Detectives or whatever, uh, you know, you don't be labeled that weak one. Right. Right. And, and unfortunately I've arrested a lot of police officers for beating their significant other, um, and doing things like that. And, and it sounds like he wanted suicide by cop. I mean, he, you know, he's a trained professional. Obviously he could have killed a lot of people. They just said he shot up everything, but he didn't right. hit anybody. I don't believe that's quite Yeah, And they did even go as far as to say there were no domestic violence victims that were identified at the scene. There was no one that had injuries. Right, right, it, right. it appears to have just been a verbal argument in the house that escalated to this. And, but he took two weapons mm-hmm. and he fires all these shots and he didn't kill anybody. He, and it's unfortunate, and I, I'll never tell the stories about that, but suicide by cop is a real thing. But it's a cop, suicide by cop. He knew they were going to respond, and he knew they were going to put him down. And didn't you say earlier about the video? They said— Yeah, so someone um, posted a video online, um, like a home, a home shot video, right. and he was sitting up against a golf cart. And he, when he knew officers had weapons drawn on him, he they were, reached. They were telling. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they were giving him direct verbal yep. orders, and they he were, reached. Yep, and, and he reached. He knew if he was going to get shot. Right. And it, and it's unfortunate. It's horrible. Uh, well, and we again, were talking about uh, you know this yesterday with the dangers of domestics. Yep. Um, More cops get killed responding. To emotion, uh, you know, whether you're a cop or not a cop, mm-hmm. in a domestic situation when it's a wife and a husband arguing, let's say, uh, and a police officer arrives on that scene, mm-hmm. it is probably the most unsafe situation for the police at that time because the emotion, the emotion is, is such so there is no logic right. from the standpoint of those two arguing with Ooh, each other. Yeah, I understand yeah. that. And uh, more cops get killed responding to 911 domestic calls than yeah. all the other calls combined. Just you horrible. Know that. Yep. Horrible all yep. around. And while we're on the subject of police, Um, you know, one thing that I would certainly agree with being a, you know, a major supporter of law enforcement is the lack of pay. I think that you couldn't pay police enough to do what they do. I mean, quite frankly, it's, it's ridiculous what they get paid in my opinion. And a town in Minnesota is having a major issue. I'm going to tell you all about that. A small town in the southeastern part of Minnesota has lost its entire police force after the chief and other members of the force handed in their resignations. I think we're all a little bit blindsided by it, but we're resilient and we're going to move forward. This from the good hue Minnesota mayor, Ellen Anderson. She said, uh, I want to reiterate that we will have police coverage in the city of Goodhue. That is not an issue. Now, Police Chief Josh Smith, who will continue to serve in his position until August 24th, told city officials that he could not find anyone to sign up to join the police. 
This has been three weeks now, and we have zero applicants. I have zero prospects. I've called every police department around for the youngest guys out there getting into the game. There's nobody getting into the game. If you want to keep the police department, and this is something we want to continue with, something needs to change, and it's got to happen now. One good Hugh City Council member praised the police force for maintaining law and order in the town of Goodhue. I can probably speak for everyone when I say that they provided excellent safety and security to our community and the small town policing they did. Police Chief Smith also told the Goodhue City Council that the police force was losing on recruitment numbers because of low pay and competition from larger cities. This is happening really all over the country with these smaller departments. It's, it's also an issue nowadays that less people want to be cops. Yes, because of the, in general. The, the cop culture. Yeah. But I used to uh, do all the backgrounds for all these small towns around here, the polygraphs, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And generally, the smaller departments are where people go to start their career and get post-certified. Once you get that certification, nobody can take it away from you, right? Yeah. And you didn't make it. Dick. I mean, I'm talking about like minimum wage money. Yeah. And, and you, but you get that certification. They, they, the small departments generally make you sign like a year contract from the day you graduate from post. If you cut it out and, and, uh, go to a bigger, go anywhere else in law enforcement, then mm-hmm. you have to pay them back for the post. Sure. Prorate it down to the year. But nobody wants to do it anymore. Nobody and does. You, and I wouldn't do it nowadays. It's crazy. And one thing I've noticed, even with, uh, you know, as my kids have been coming up and, and they're, they're 17, my twins are 17 uh, years old. And uh, so they trick or treated up until probably three years ago. And I wish they'd have gone further because I like that candy. Yes. But but one thing I noticed, because I still hand out the candy, right? Uh, There's not hardly any kids that dress up as policemen anymore. Uh, I've never known. You're right. Yeah. I never thought of that. It used to be like idolized. Yes. It it was a very, you know, a kid, I want to be a cop. You know, I want to be a policeman. It was a very proud thing. There's less and less and less of that. I think all of that contributes because when you're a policeman, uh, it's more than the money. That you become oh, yeah, a I never, did, I never did it for the money. Yeah. Right. Hey, if you did, you know, you'd be in a bind. And, right. and so uh, some of this is just we need to get back, and this is me just getting on my horse here, but we need to get back to respecting that profession That's and great. realizing how proud of a profession that is. Back in the day, I could be. You're a protector, right? I could right? be in any neighborhood, a hood or trailer park, whatever, the worst area. And if I was getting beat down, the people would come out and help me. Mm. Nowadays, that's because I treated everybody with respect, right? Mm. Um, nowadays, everybody comes out with cameras. Yep. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that have big judgments about the police right now. Like you yeah. said, cop culture is a is a thing. Right. But I, you know what? I bet they want somebody to answer that nine one one call. That's why I say, mm, "Who you gonna call when you're yep. scared?" Right. Yeah. The, um, so, I mean, it's unfortunate, and I see these young guys nowadays, and. Um, you know, I stop and talk to them, et cetera, and just tell them, you know, watch at six and be safe because I couldn't do it. I could, there's no way I would, I mean. And it I'm, hasn't been a slow progression. No, no, no. I, it's, it, there was it's like an identifiable flip years, right? where I feel like cops went from being well-respected. You teach your kids, like you always trust a cop. Now I've heard right. parents be like, don't talk right. to the cops. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and and, and I, I used to hear that too. But the, uh, the deal being is uh, – you know, there's good and bad in every profession, and I've arrested a lot of cops, but I bleed blue. And, it's, you know, 
long story short, um, I don't believe there are any more bad cops now than there were 30 years ago. But, you know, we have now. We didn't have 30 cameras. years ago. Social That's media. Right. And body and, cameras. And, and body camera body, footage. Oh, yeah, yeah. That gets I mean, we didn't even have public. dash cameras. We, yep. we didn't have cell phones when I started on the street, yeah. right? And, and But nowadays, everybody got, has the camera. Everybody has the cell phone, and, and they shoot, and they put it up, and the bad ones ruin it for the good ones. That's it. Yeah. Yep. You're right. So, well, anyway, let me take y'all out to probably not by your brand new stamping grounds, a little bit west, uh, Pasadena, Texas. An 11 year old girl was, uh, this is not a, a light story. 11 year old girl was beaten, sexually assaulted, and strangled to death inside her family's home in Pasadena, Texas last weekend while her father was at work. Mm. The father, uh, Carmelo Gonzalez repeatedly tried to check in with his daughter, Maria Gonzalez, throughout the day with increasing desperation. Ultimately, he found the girl's body wrapped in a trash bag and stuffed inside a laundry Jesus basket Christ. underneath her own bed. Brugger called the murder a very brutal and very violent crime. An autopsy Monday showed that Maria had been sexually assaulted had blunt force trauma to the head, and died of strangulation. Gonzalez, 32, had just arrived at work last Saturday morning when Maria began texting him that someone was knocking at the front door of their apartment. The father texts back telling his daughter not to open the door. She agreed, according to police, telling her dad that she wouldn't answer the door and would instead stay in bed. But after that, Gonzalez never received an update from his daughter. Maria's silence prompted her father to call his brother and sister-in-law, who also lived in the same apartment complex. Around 1 p.m. local time, the police said Gonzalez asked him to go check on his daughter. Maria's aunt found the apartment door shut but unlocked, and when she entered, she thought things were out of place and quickly backed out of the apartment, grabbing her husband to come check the unit with her. Maria's aunt and uncle could not find her as they searched the apartment. However, prompting Gonzalez to then rush home from work. He immediately went home. Gonzalez soon found his daughter's body under the bed. At this point, we do not have a suspect, the uh, um, Pasadena chief said, and he has urged anyone with information to call, and you can remain anonymous. That is absolutely I've been following this one a little bit. One thing I want to say that I think is really important is yeah. the data has been completely cleared. I, I was, yeah. That was my detective yeah. brain. I'm thinking, hmm. And how long it should be down for. But if they had the text and you're saying yep. somebody's knocking at the door, they corroborated. But he could have sent it from the phone, but you're saying that he's been cleared. Yeah, the Pasadena police have been very transparent about the fact that he has been cleared. Um, but yeah, they said no signs of forced entry. So it does appear maybe she ended up opening the door. Opening the door. The, um, so sad. The worst thing they're Horrible. doing is looking at any sex, registered sex offenders in the area and everything else. And they, the good thing of. The only good thing about this case is you know what he's going to get in Texas, or he or she. That I don't know. Crime. I don't know. Do you all remember the Border Patrol? Yeah, 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 yeah. But that was this is a kid thing. That, and he they raped his own baby. The Border yeah, Patrol yeah, but she was, she was own... the, You're talking about the one that murdered his whatever, and she was pregnant? No, oh, no. she had the baby. Baby Gabriel. Oh, that's right. He was with yes. them. He was with them. I've watched your stuff. Yeah. I'd never heard of that case. He killed both of them. Yeah. But you and know he what? Didn't get the a law enforcement officer has never been put to death. I did not know that. So, yeah. I did not know I, that. Text, well, we got one in Louisiana. It's on 
death row right now, Antoinette Frank. The female. We were just she, talking she about killed, her on the way yeah, here. Uh, killed her, her partner and executed the other Vietnamese in, on the West Bank. And then how come it never got more attention that her dad was found under her house? It, he, mm-hmm. She killed him, too, and they know that, but they, they how many death sentences can you right. get, right? And uh, I actually did a, a series on her on Real Life for Crime, the original. Uh, um, but I tell Anyway, it's a long story short. I was supposed to be there at that time. Mm. So that's horrible. Prayers go out yes. to that dad. 11 um, years old. Jeez Louise. Man. Oh, crazy. That was heavy. Yeah. All right. Hey, it's real life, real crime. Can't. So this one, you guys might be confused and think this is a dumb criminal, but it's not a dumb criminal story, no, but he is a dumb it's criminal. Close. Yep. So a murder suspect was caught at Top Golf after allegedly killing his girlfriend in their apartment. Mm. Local and federal authorities arrested a man at an Indiana Top Golf after he was accused of murdering his girlfriend in their Kentucky apartment. David Prophet, 25, of Bowling Green, Kentucky, is charged with murder and theft in connection with the killing of 22-year-old Alexandra Hemmen, and she goes by Alex. Um, the Fishers Police Department and the FBI located him at a Top Golf in Fishers, Indiana, and um, arrested him. So. Found this out on TikTok. This is what happened. He kept her cell phone and was responding to text after he killed her. He was responding to texts to as coworkers he, as if he was her. Oh, my God. That's how they traced him to Topgolf because she had – he had her phone. That is absolutely unreal. So he, yes. killed, he killed her and he took killed the her. phone and goes to plates. And was continuing Topgolf. answering. And the coworkers and the family were just saying, like, this isn't how she texts. Like, this doesn't sound like her. And so he had her phone because, you know, Top Golf is, is life. That's priority. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah you got to go play Top Golf. How do you, right. it, it just blows my mind how you would even be able to function at Top Golf as, as if nothing's happened. You just right. killed somebody. Uh, I would say psychopath. I you can't wait be. for more details to come out on this case because I'm going to guess he had another girlfriend. And he killed his girlfriend to get out of the relationship and went to Top Golf with his wow. new girlfriend. But that's just speculation. I have no receipts. But we'll see how this one plays out. Crazy, y'all. Yep. So that's where the theft charge comes from. Theft of her phone. Mm. Yep. Crazy. And texting her friends as if it were her. Yep. What a sick individual. So they lived in Kentucky. The apartment was in Kentucky, but they found him in Indiana. So I'm wondering if he had like a social media girlfriend Mm. that he went to meet up with or something. But again, just speculation. We'll see. Crazy. All right. Well. um, Trust but verify by you, Brandy. You know, Every every now and then when we're researching these stories, I come across one and it gives me that WTF feeling. What the? Yeah. That, is this a WTF This story? is a WTF go. story. The, the one so, of the new segments, Brandy. We just call it WTF because when you read it, you're yeah. like WTF. So uh, let me tell you all about this. A 27-year-old North Dakota man. Kirkland Barron was arrested for allegedly trying to climb into a residence from its roof through the upstairs window and injuring the woman who lived there to get his shirt back. That's right. right. Yeah. WTF police responded to the residence around 2:53 AM on Tuesday, spoke with a man and a woman who were living at the home. The two stated they heard a knock at the door while the man was making pizza downstairs. He went upstairs and told the woman he was going to go answer it. But once he went downstairs, he heard the woman screaming. 
So he runs back upstairs. The woman stated she had heard someone at the window, and when she went to check it out, Baron apparently grabbed both of her arms and tried to pull himself into the home. Once the man got back upstairs, he pulled the woman away from Baron and began to hit him, of course. Uh, Throughout the whole ordeal, Baron kept yelling something about wanting his shirt back. Baron eventually ran away back onto the roof, climbed down, got in his vehicle, and drove off. The The man described the vehicle to the police as a dark blue SUV. Upon checking the roof, police found a pair of eyeglasses and a long sleeve shirt. Police also checked on the woman who had red marks and a bruise uh, that formed after the accidents. Upon arrival, uh, after they received a call from a man who stated that his roommate had been assaulted, police noticed a Chevy Tahoe, a blue Uh one. And when speaking to the caller, they were told that his friend and roommate, Kirkland uh, Barron, was assaulted at a man and woman's house. Barron told police that he'd gone to their house to get his shirt back and said he was messaging the woman who stated that he could come over. Police then looked at Barron's messages and noticed that the name of the woman he was messaging him was different than the one who was in the wrong apartment. That sucker had the wrong house. WTF. I get my shirt back and I'm at the wrong house. Right. Or you climb it through a window. Yeah. So the, the. well, I'm just, it was all just yeah. a misunderstanding, yeah. really. Yeah. Right, right. I just wanted my shirt. Right. I'm not at Indian Hills. I don't know. I need right. my shirt. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. It takes so, all kinds to make the world go round. It really does. And, and Baron, sure. uh, get the right house next time, brother. Yeah, get your house straight, man. <laughs> that is just a W. If, if that ain't WTF, I don't know what it is. It is. Uh-oh. Yeah. By you, Brandy, you know what time it is. What time is it? Time to get kinky. Kinky crimes yes. for Monday, y'all. And we're going back to one of Bayou Brandy's professions. Um, what? Well, well, listen, listen. I'm scared about what you're right? about to come right? out of your So mouth. an Ohio couple appeared in court Wednesday after a mistaken 911 call oh. led the Ohio police to discover them, guess what, having sex in plain view of tra- traffic passing along Interstate 680. Check this out. <laughs> Officers were called to Pike Street around 3 p.m. Sunday where dispatchers say a 911 open line call oh was coming my from. Gosh. So you got basically a hot mic, right? That open takes line. butt dial to a whole right. new level. After here, <laughs> wait, listen to this. The, yeah, this is why we got to do 911 stories. You got to listen to this. After hearing a woman's moans coming from a hill, an officer <laughs> says he found 37 year old Megan Such holding onto a tree. Hey. While engaged with sex with 39-year-old Michael Easton. The report claims that the drivers along the northbound lanes of I-680 had a clear view of the couple. <laughs> As the two put their clothes Honk back on. Morning. Oh, yeah, right? As the, she was holding on to that tree. As the two put their clothes back on, police told Easton that his phone must have dialed 911 oh my God. while the two were having sex. And both, you know, got... Cited for public in DC and all the good shit. They should but, not buy a lottery ticket that day. Right? <sighs> they definitely that should, should not. be almost a dumb criminalist team. But, but wait, you know. did but they have no. clothes on? I have questions. Yeah, how did they? Yeah. How, yeah, well, the obviously, I don't know. Was it? In it the must pocket? have been in his pocket or something. And maybe maybe his pants when he was pulling his pants yeah. down, yeah. Yeah. And he might have butt down. I don't know. They but just the people on six eighty got to see something, so there must be some new. Wow. 
public public, public sex ain't never hurt anybody. Apparently, <laughs> is, right. they would have gotten away with it if they just hadn't called nine. That's right. Yeah, yeah the people uh, up on the interstate didn't mind. Yeah, yeah and that have. is your kinky crimes for Monday. That was a good one, Woody. Thank you. Sir. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Hold on that tree. Hold on that tree. <laughs> yeah, squeal, boy, squeal. If All I right. was a dispatcher, I would have kept that. Footage. Right. Banjos. What? Here we go. Gone criminals. With brought to you by Bayou underscore Brandy. That's right. Her segment only. Dumb criminals. Let's take a guess. What state do you think this is out of? Um, Florida. Florida. There you go. It's always is it, Florida. Is it Pinellas County? Because we cover this one county out of Florida. Oh, gosh. All the everything happens, happens in Pinellas, Pinellas County. County. It doesn't matter. You it may not doesn't say. say. Right, well, but we can make it. If you want right, to make yeah, it fit our make narrative, it, let's, let's make it. Pinellas okay. It's got to be. It's got to be Pinellas. <laughs> a man in Florida was dubbed by a sheriff's office as Dumb Criminal of the Week. I love that it happens so right. often that it's a weekly yeah, right, segment. Right. Yes. Hey, you're, yeah. you're famous, right? Yeah. And he for sure qualifies as our Dumb Criminal segment honoree for today after he was caught trying to assemble his stolen electric razor scooter in front of the target that he is accused of stealing it from. Oh, my God. God. Yeah. That box He's dumb. Together. Yeah. He was witnessed walking past the cashier casually, just carrying out his $539.99 oh, electric yeah. razor. Mm. And he was <laughs> so excited to use it that he just stopped right in front of the store and started assembling it. He that stole is unbelievable. It. Say, hey, he might need a ride. He needed a ride. Right, right. Clearly, this was, was tired of walking. Six hundred dollars scooter. Yeah, right. yeah. Should he already come. Assembled. That's out. my do they, question. Do they Stop. come pre-charged? I don't know. That's a good question. Wouldn't that be some shit? They, if they, 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 can't put it all it. together, and yeah, he's right. like, yeah. I bet you he's dumb enough where he didn't think. This don't work. I need to return it. Right. A responding deputy caught him before he could finish assembling it. The deputy ended up giving him a ride. To jail. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I like, and I know this is going to surprise you, yeah. but he also was charged with possession of drug paraphernalia. Oh, oh. yeah. I just had that glass stick on yes. him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. That's all right. They, but the, when you say to get in the ride part, when we have people in somewhat questionable trouble, you really mm. want to take them to jail, but to give them a ride to the parish line and kick them out. Yeah. But this dude, obviously, is a dumb criminal. Yeah. That's about as dumb as I you think can get. One of the I think they should have let him finish assembling it and see if it came with a charge. Yeah, you're Because right. that would have been right. the funniest. What if you right. couldn't even get away? Then uh, it's, I'm saying it didn't come with a charge. And also, when yeah. did scooters become $539? Yeah, that's, 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 that's also dumb. <laughs> that's, 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 <laughs> freaking razor scooter for $500? Are y'all out here buying this for your kids? Yeah, no, pump would uh, be tired if it got a flat. Right. <laughs> yeah, and you know the interesting thing about that, there is actually the dash cam or the uh, body cam footage of that from the police officer as he gets out the car, and this guy's like working the wrench, right? So we're going to put that. <laughs> On, we're gonna put that on uh, Facebook yeah. so yeah, that you can see it. how dumb, dumb this criminal, criminal. is. I Maybe just, we can we can figure out how to put it on real life or crimes TikTok. Oh, yeah. right. I'm sure we can figure that. You out. send it to me, I'll figure it out for there you. you. Go. Good deal. There you go. So that is our dumb criminal, and that is and all we got. For thank today. you, Miss Brandy. By you, Brandy. So yes. let's talk about it again, real quick, in case y'all missed Friday's episode. Uh, I, I, you know, obviously, Aggo suspended. No big loss there. But, uh, but Bayou Brandy came in. She and I have been friends. Um, she recommended Real Life Real Crime to her followers on TikTok. She's and, awesome. And Thank she, you for that. She's very awesome. And so we started communicating. She's helping us with TikTok. But y'all go to 
TikTok. I don't know why podcast people don't don't listen to TikTok. I think they do. And I have to say that because one of my new favorite friends on TikTok Mm -hmm. is from you guys. French Settlement Roasting Company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bum. They, my that, my shiner box sign in my bar, my, my headquarters, real life, real crime headquarters came from them. They yeah. make some good shit. Lagrange. I, I am going today on my way home. I'm going to stop at my PO box and pick it up. My coffee has been delivered, but I haven't tasted it yet. But yeah, oh he's awesome. We, they made us our own blend. Yeah, they really? have a bloody yeah, Angola blend. Bloody, bloody, bloody yeah. Angola blend. Sure do. That's right. Okay, what kind roasting. of a big deal around here? That better be. I better be getting the bloody Angola one. Well, yeah. I know you could. They, they're probably going to make you, you uh, buy you brand you new blend. They, they cool. can make their own stuff. I, I bet you they didn't just send you something generic. I bet you they didn't. Really great people. Yeah. yeah and their kind. coffee is the bomb. Super kind. Com. And so I have a few people have messaged me and said they found me because of you guys. Cause yeah. y'all have shouted me out before. And I think we do have a great overlay. I do a lot of Louisiana stuff because right. I'm a transplant, but I've just fallen in love with the culture and the people. Um, Hurricane Ida is actually when I fell in love with Louisiana. And that's yeah. when I started making TikToks because the way that you guys know, no one is going to come help you and you just band together. Mm-hmm. Um, like when my husband shit. was going out in the middle of the night trying to find gas, right. um, um, a gentleman actually split what was left with him. And I was right. like, that would never in Texas, that would be a fist fight yeah, and someone right. would have gotten arrested yeah. here. You guys have three generators. Mm-hmm. Y'all are handing them out mm-hmm. to each other and taking your generator yeah. last. We, or, lost our, we lost our home, uh, in Ida down on the Island in Marpaw, which is right next to the French settlement company. Um, yeah, it's, uh, very interesting. The again, I we want to do a little test here, lifers, and I know you're the best fans in the world. I want you to go to TikTok. You said they don't even have to download it if they don't want to. Nope, you can go from the website. Go from the website if you don't want to download it. Follow Bayou underscore Brandy, and we know where her numbers are at now. And uh, follow Real Life Real Crime. And I'm trying to post at least one video a day now because I got Professor Polly, is it? Yes, I do a segment called Professor Polly where, where I teach people how to grow their TikTok. And, and <laughs> you, you don't have to do that, right? But this is stuff she puts on there is just genius. I'm like, oh, I mean, of course, I don't know dick about TikTok. And I tell but, people, but, some people want to do it for fun, but you can monetize your TikTok. Shit, I am a real, just normal, everyday. I go to work. My husband goes to work every day. I have made more in the last two months on TikTok than I make at my full-time job. Can I tell and we can edit this out if you want to uh, talk book. about it. The the deal being is the you put all that money towards IVF treatments. Yes. So my husband and I did IVF in February and it was $22,000 and we paid cash and it didn't work. And we wanted to do it again. But I don't know about you guys. I, I don't have tens of thousands right. of dollars just hanging out in my savings account. So I went on a mission. I started treating TikTok like a job and I was literally working like 18 to 20 hours a day between my real job and my TikTok content. And I was fortunate enough through earning money through views and selling t-shirts that I was, I made over $16,500 in two months. And my husband and I have enough to pay for another round of IVF, which is amazing. Right. And y'all check her out. The, I actually watch your stuff and you have to teach more. I don't have to type in by you brandy every time. We're going to teach you what you're on the struggle uh, bus when it comes to technology. I am on the struggle bus on technology. (laughs) I'm an old dude. I don't know about all it, but the, the let's do it. Lifers, um, go follow by you underscore Brandy. I want to see the jump. Let her know that, um, that you're there. Let her know that real life, real crime sent you. And hey, if you're going to do follow her go follow me too, uh, or us also real life, real crime. And let's see what we can do on that. Right. 
Yep. Thank you guys and then, for having um, me. Thank you. And you're absolutely amazing. And I love it. Yep. Right. Thank you for coming on. And you rock. You, you rock. Y'all do too. You rock. It's very organic and, and, in here. It just and, flows. Right. And you, I told yeah. you we were going to forget There's about no all this. No rehearsing. You just and, wing it. And your bestie. Yeah. Let's give her a shout out too. Yes. So my friend Sheila is here on TikTok. She is the Cajun Press. She also has a Facebook. Well, See, Cajun I need to. I need to know Press. about that yep. too. Look, the Cajun we'll go Press. follow Cajun Press too. She also works full time, um, but on the side, she's a crafter. And I, no bullshit, y'all. Her products are better. No offense to anyone else that sent me crafting items, but right. Sheila's craftsmanship is just over the top, amazing. Yeah, she Straight makes up. these great cups. Yes, her Let's cups are just really? next level, phenomenal. She makes this Louisiana cup that has everything you could think of to represent Louisiana. It has yeah. like Domino sugar. It has um tony's seasoning it yeah. has every i can't even think I'm of a, all the louisiana things right now but the, um, uh, she's phenomenal she lives in slidell she's my buddy in real life but we met because of tiktok that's crazy right yep well jim and i met because of podcasts there you right. go so and making history now making brother. history baby that uh y'all thank you so much and by you underscore brandy thank you so much and i have ocd on names it's what is the cajun the cajun press the cajun press thank you so much for bringing her in and i'm pretty sure that um by you brandon was like mm, can you run me because we don't know if this the guys are going to kill us or not <laughs> right i, I mean, know look, that if we're being completely honest i cannot put the me? fact that i was a dispatcher out of yeah, my yeah, life I so i'm going it. to meet two men Yep. That yeah. I don't know, and I, I brought a, I brought a witness. I get it, and I good. love you We're being here, fish, right? And with it, and hey, you know what? Then you're an OG lifer, and I thank you so much. That's, That's awesome. Right. She might have actually been. I think you were the one that got me turned on to. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Very good. Bless, 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 bless. Totally. And until right. next time, I'm Jim Chapman, and I'm Woody Overton, and I'm Bayou Brandy for Real Life Real Crime Daily. Peace. In the Middle East. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.